Welcome to Covenant Presbyterian Church in West Des Moines, Iowa. This sermon is part of our mission to bless our neighbors to the glory of God. We hope it blesses you. The show and tell this morning is the scene of my first mission trip. It was not a mission trip. Uh, this is downtown East St. Louis, Illinois. Uh, so East St. Louis is the city in Illinois directly across the river from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and East St. Louis is so deeply impoverished that it prepared me for my trip to El Salvador. Let the reader understand. The poverty in East St. Louis it's not exactly the same as the poverty in San Isidro, but uh, they are of the same type in a lot of ways. Um, the poverty in East St. Louis is just breathtaking and humbling. Um, and it is kind of amazing that human beings live and build community in East St. Louis. And they do. Uh, so in both uh, cases, both El Salvador and East St. Louis, that poverty comes from somewhere. It comes from a history. In East St. Louis, that history is decades upon decades of racist violence and systematic disinvestment from the community. Uh, some of these buildings on uh, the downtown strip in East St. Louis have been empty since the 1960s just sitting there. Today, our habit of the gospel is justice. When I think about justice, I think about El Salvador, and I also think about East St. Louis. So I wanted to bring that image to you as we prepare to hear this morning's scripture. Let us pray. Lord God, pour out your spirit upon us to bring good news to the oppressed. And let your word be fulfilled among us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Scripture reading today is from Leviticus, chapter 19, 1 through 2, 9 through 18, 33 through 37, which are pages 132 and 133 in the Old Testament in your pew Bible. Listen for the word of God. <clears throat> The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard, you shall leave them for the poor and for the alien. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. And you shall not swear falsely by my name, profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not defraud your neighbor. You shall not steal. You shall not keep for yourself the wages of a labor until morning. You shall not revive, revile the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. 
You shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not render an unjust judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. With justice you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not profit by the blood of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate in your heart anyone of your kin. You shall reprove your neighbor, or you will incur guilt yourself. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. When, the, when an alien resides with you in your land, you shall not oppress the alien. The alien will, who resides with you shall be to you as the citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord. You shall not cheat in measuring length, weight, or quantity. You shall have honest balances, honest weights, an honest ephah, and an honest hen. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You shall keep all my statutes and all my ordinances and observe them. I am the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord said, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The alien who resides with you shall be to you as the citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself. For you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. This is the word of the Lord. So like I said, it was not a mission trip. It was an alternative break trip with other justice-minded college students. There was a mission involved. We actually roomed in a Christian mission building in East St. Louis. And let me tell you, that building made even the Christians among us uncomfortable. But during the day, we worked with uh, an organization called Youth Build. This is a secular program that offers uh, high school diploma and construction skills to low-income youth uh, this is active in several cities around the country, including East St. Louis. Now, we weren't much help, of course. We were a bunch of college students. But what we were doing was interior demolition, uh, which we were qualified to do. So we were gutting this old house that was going to be rebuilt uh, by the youth build guys. Um, they were going to gain experience. The community was going to gain a rehabilitated house that someone could live in. And we understood really quickly that we, a bunch of justice-minded college students, were not about to change East St. Louis in any measurable, appreciable way. 
but we were building real relationships with real human beings who really live there and are changing East St. Louis as they develop their own skills and redevelop their neighborhoods. And those relationships and that reality are part of what I carry into other justice work. It's part of how work for justice shapes my understanding of Christianity, my relationship with God in Jesus Christ. So we're talking this summer about habits of the gospel. We're talking about practices for living our Christian faith so that we are truly good news for our neighbors. So this week, we're reflecting on justice. Justice is good news for our neighbors by definition. Justice as such is really very hard to argue with, but we know that people of other religions and people of no religion can uh, care at least as much about justice as Christians do, can work at least as effectively for justice as Christians do. So instead of trying to claim somehow that, that justice is a uniquely Christian virtue, I want to point to the way that a practice of justice ties us more deeply to the God that we know in Jesus Christ. Our scripture reading comes to us from the book of Leviticus. That's a collection of laws that uh, tradition has it were handed down to Moses at Mount Sinai. And these laws addressed every part of life from worship to diet to property lines. Today's laws are about harvesting grain and weights and measures and about holding one standard of justice no matter who is involved. It includes that famous summary of the law that Jesus also knew, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus would expand that to include love your enemies as yourself. But the law is not just a standard of human fairness. The law, that capital L law that we're talking about today, it sets our human relationships with each other in the context of our relationship with God. And so many of those commandments, as Marcy read for us again and again, end with that phrase, I am the Lord. You shall treat each other fairly, I am the Lord, in case you forget why it is that you need to treat each other fairly. The law is grounded in being the people of God. It begins with that commandment, you shall be holy as I, the Lord, am holy. Jesus puts it slightly different in Matthew chapter 5. He says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's why we love our neighbors and strangers among us and even our enemies. Justice as the Bible teaches it is about finding God on the other side of whatever line it is we draw between ourselves and someone else. We love God by loving the other, whoever that other may be. Justice is about fairness. If our gospel is unfair to our neighbor, then it is not good news for our neighbor. 
But as a habit of the gospel, what if justice is not just about being fair? What if justice is about turning our attention to those who are vulnerable around us, whether they are people who are poor or foreigners in our midst or even our enemies? What if it is about turning our attention to those who are vulnerable around us because that is where God is? And if we knew where God was, don't you think that we would choose fairness toward that God? If we believed that God lived in our neighbor, would we not be good news for our neighbor? So in East St. Louis, God looked, at least in part, like Chris. That is his actual name. There's some convenient etymology there I wanted to hang on to. But Chris was one of several guys that we met working with Youth Build as we gutted the interior of this house that then Chris, who had skills we didn't remember, uh, would go back and rebuild this house from the inside out. Well, on our final day of work in East St. Louis, we worked until noon, we smashed some more drywall, we put some stuff in the dumpster, that was really uh, what we were there to do, and then we took the afternoon off to celebrate. We had some ice cream, and Chris and his fellow youth builders supplied some of St. Louis's most famous beverage export for us, and we hung out in the park. Now, as a matter of Presbyterian doctrine, Ice cream and Bud Light are not a sacrament. <laughs> but Jesus was present right there in the grace of Chris and his friends as we spent that time together celebrating the time that we had spent together. That's what I mean when I talk about justice as a habit of the gospel. It's when the good news for our neighbors becomes good news for us as well. That's where Jesus is present. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now, a moment for mission. Uh, my name is Diane Johnson, and I'm here to talk about our tabletop luncheon, which is coming up uh, end of August. And um, a lot of you know what the tabletop luncheon is about, but for those of you that are new to Covenant, I'll just explain that um, we have this luncheon. It's usually the end of August, as I said. We have hostesses who sign up to decorate a table uh, around a theme that we've chosen for that year. And actually, there's some pictures on the screens that are um, examples of tables from past years. Sometimes we have a theme. Sometimes we just let the ladies choose how they would like to decorate the table. So they have a table for eight, and then we... Um, sell tickets to the tables for any of our uh, non-guests outside of the church or uh, church ladies to attend. And the men here in ch at church are the servers for it, which we appreciate. <laughs> and they, a lot of them look forward to volunteering, which surprises me. Um, <laughs> the main purpose of the luncheon is to raise funds uh, that we can then uh, give to various uh, charities around the Des Moines area, and mainly we try to give them to uh, women at risk or children at risk. In the past years, we've given to the Women Resources Center, West Des Moines Human Services. We've also given funds to Calvin um, and uh, to uh, 
Barb Brown's event or <laughs> her work uh, in the Middle East. So we have um, usually been able to raise about $1,200 or, or a little bit more. So that's a significant amount of money that we can de dedicate to these efforts. Um, this year, the uh, theme of the tabletop is called memories. And so that leads itself to a lot of different ideas. Um, I know some of them are going to do something about schools, um, some something from their grandma's attic. I'm thinking about doing Sunday dinner. So it just lends itself to a lot of things. And just today, we ended up with, we have 10 hostesses. So we have 10 tables, which was my goal. But if anybody else is wanting to hostess a table, I would be certainly glad to let them do that. Um, so you can just contact me if you're wanting to host a table. And um, the other thing is the program this year is um, a woman who is local here, but she's a big fan of the Outlander series, and it inspired her to create outfits from different eras of uh, that show, which takes place from, you know, like 1600 in Scotland up through World War II and maybe even on further. So she's going to present the fashions that she's created. I think it'll be a really interesting show, so it'll be a little fashion show, and she'll talk about her inspiration for that. Um, our, we're going to begin selling our tickets to the uh, event next Sunday, the 31st. And I will be back in Fellowship Hall. Um, the cost of a ticket is $20. Big share of that goes to the donations that we make. So I hope that you would like to attend. If you will, we'll have tickets on sale for the next three Sundays. So um, please see me next Sunday and get your ticket. Thank you for listening. Learn more about our mission at wdmcovenant.org.